0: Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Exodus 3, verses 13 through 15. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all
1: generation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week, and we talk through truth and scripture. And we are talking about one of my favorite men in the Bible in this episode, which is Moses. And we talk about really his journey with the Lord and how his intimacy grows and you know, the Lord told Moses that He was, or He is, the great I am, and I am who I am. And we kind of dive in, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? And what does that mean for us in our relationship and intimacy with the Lord? So we are really glad that you're here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Okay. Hey, Kara. Hey. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Did you read 16 too? No, I didn't. I read 15. Oh, yes, you're right. That's why I was lost anyway. So I was following along with you and I was so lost. I was back in Egypt, apparently. (laughs) I guess you are. (laughs) Anyway, what's
0: that? Well, I am excited about (laughs) today because this is one of my favorite names of God. Uh, I I am in the situation. Yep, I am. And, you know, it's a funny name. It is. I don't think anybody should name their baby I am. What's, what's the uh,
1: Hebrew of it? Is it just Yahweh? Jehovah? No, that's not. Jehovah. Jehovah Yahweh. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Jehovah Yahweh? Yep.
0: And I, I love this because I can so relate to, to Moses. Moses like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, do you know who I am? I Just, I'm a murderer. I, you know, I can't speak. I can't talk. I mean, it was just like, what are you talking about, God? Why in the world would you send me to these people? Like, they're not going to listen to me. I mean, I'm nobody.
1: I do like Moses.
0: I know. And I love the fact, I feel like God is like, Moses, calm down a little bit. It's not about you. It is about me.
1: Well, I understand that he's a— why he would be a little intimidated because he's like, uh, last time I was there, yeah. I murdered. I was
0: running from Pharaoh. Right. Now I was yeah. running because <laughs> yeah. I had
1: just murdered yeah. one of his people. Yeah. So, and you're telling me to go back. <laughs> yeah. So I understand. I don't think he's out of line. And honestly, if some people, I mean, you're just kind of getting onto him a little bit. But I feel like of the responses he could have had, this is a pretty tame I feel like he handles it pretty well, if I'm, in my opinion.
0: Well, I, I'm sure you would think that. But I say <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> I say this. Well, just because of, the, yeah. He that's... did.
0: I mean, listen. He just saw a burning bush, and it wasn't burning up. And then God speaks out of it, and he's got a question. Like, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I think that that's very, I think, very natural, I would say. We've seen God do miracle after miracle, and then God— says, you know, I want to use you, and we go,
1: who, me? I think he's just saying, like, what am I supposed to say to these people? Because I, like, they are, they're not going to listen to me.
0: No, what he's saying, what he's saying is, what authority do I go to? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to listen to me. Yeah, and he's like, they're not going to listen to me. So who, They're going to say, who sent you?
1: What authority well, have
0: you, um, and stand?
1: also I think it's important to remember that this culture was very polytheistic. Like they believed in many, many gods. I mean, we have like you know the, the Egyptian gods. I mean, they had mm. one for the sun. One, I mean, it's the whole. What's mm. the uh, like mythol? Not mythology, but. I don't know what the word, I don't remember. I haven't been in school in a long time. But all to say is, I think that's also part of it too, is like one, the authority, the authority, and two, he's like, I don't know if this is what he was thinking. We don't want to try and get in the minds of these people. But I wonder if he's like thinking, okay, which God am I going to say you are? Because they believe in a lot of gods, you know? Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. I haven't talked to
0: Moses about this. But I, I think he was more concerned about his life in the fact that he, they're not going to listen to him because Moses was. Remember, he was an Israelite. He, yeah, he, he ran was, for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And so, for him to be concerned about them wondering what God is speaking to him, the Egyptians made fun of the Israelites because they only worshipped one God. So. Yeah. And an invisible God, you know, because like you said, they had the God of the sun, and they would, you know, build. They would create their own God and what it looked like, and so they could see him, touch him, and stuff like that. So with the with the Egyptians and the people would think, you know, who are these people? They worship this one God that's kind of crazy, uh, and you can't even see him.
1: I think it's just important when you're reading these first few books in particular— To Like, the culture is so polytheistic that it was so outlandish to even think that there could only be one God. Like, it was so against culture. Like, I don't even—it probably didn't even—they didn't even understand. Like, that—it was so outlandish. Like, what are you even talking about? There's only one God.
0: I I agree. I don't think they understood. But
1: I also think they looked down
0: upon the Israelites because they felt— like Well, because they're probably stupid. They were probably like you're yeah, I mean, Yeah, or you're <laughs> believing in something you don't see, which is very much uh, common today in the world. You know, like you believe that there's a God and you can't see him, which, yes, you know, last week we talked about go up, look at the sky who created the heavens and the earth, and we see his evidence, we see his hand, we see his power. We may not see him, even though, you know, I always say, I see the wind blow too, but I still believe that there's a wind, but I don't well, see it. Well, you can't it. see the wind. You see but the I wind Yes, yeah. yes. And so, uh, but I I love this because Moses, you know, had had this great experience uh, in seeing God, you know, with the burning bush, and then he begins to have a dialogue with God, and I love that about Moses. Yeah, dialogue with uh, Moses and God because. To me, when we're talking about the intimacy with God, Moses, of all people, had this intimate relationship. Now, Abraham, you know, talked uh, with God, and God would, you know, speak to Abraham. But Moses, you know, literally would like talk to him like,
1: well, Someone would talk face yeah. to face. He would well, go well. That's in, I almost mentioned that last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, and I didn't. And look at that. I didn't know we were mm-hmm. talking about this today. Yeah. but yeah, didn't it say that there would? There's none like him for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all the servants and to all of his land. Basically, like there's no one that has been like Moses, and there will no one who will be like Moses in terms of what he experienced with the Lord. Right. Like he had not seen, no one has seen the Lord do as much like him, like Moses saw, which I think that probably played a part in why in his intimacy with the Lord. Yeah, I,
0: I think that that's true. I, I mean, obviously, the scripture talks about that, but I think the relationship was so unique in the fact that Abraham, you know, we would hear that God said, a- you know, Abraham, go to, you know, Go somewhere, you know. Go, yeah. Go. Leave your family and you know and and stuff. And then, only until God said, you know, I'm going to give you a son. Is there a, really a dialogue, uh, dialogue? It's like, well, I'm not even. You know, I don't have. I don't have any children. And so, I think that's like a you know conversation that Abraham had with God about. You know, you say that you're going to give me the son, but I don't have a don't have a child. I don't have an heir. But with Moses. From the very beginning, God says, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you ahead of time. You know, he's not going to listen to you. But Moses began to say, Wait a minute, let's, you know, like this. I know this is God. I flipped my sandals. I mean, I am standing on holy ground. But obviously, God, you don't understand what you're doing here because look who I am. I'm
1: nobody. And I, right. Basically, what you're saying is Moses had a dialogue. With the Lord from the moment he, the Lord called him, yes, and an intimate and honest, uh, honest, yeah. And we don't see we don't see at least Abraham having a dialogue with the Lord that honest and in, in that way until a little bit later in his you know journey, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, and I do. I think that's. I mean, I I know I talked about this last year, and you always be like, oh, you love the men of the Bible, but mm-hmm. I do love Moses because of that. Like I think there's such there's such a raw and realness to him mm-hmm. um, that we see between him and and God and and yeah like what like he, they he knew him face to face mm-hmm. and i just like cannot it's like oh the stories he would tell <laughs> <laughs> you can only <laughs> like imagine I just, yeah. yeah like uh, i don't know like i just i i really enjoy him but and i think that
0: one of the reasons that that i love also About Moses, and we saw with Abraham that you know his faith grew, and he you know would trust God. You know from the very beginning, he would take off not knowing where he was going. But then you know the ultimate was Isaac about trusting God and putting Isaac on the on the altar. But with Moses, to me, I see his
1: intimacy. Uh, well, growing. the Lord buried him. It's like I mean, that yeah. is really talk about right. a pallbearer. That is yeah, like that. that is so like I just and I don't see that as like oh we should obviously we don't worship Moses. I see it's just more yeah. like it's seeing. I think when there's this intimacy with the Lord, like how the Lord takes care of you, and He mm-hmm. there's just this. I don't know. I just to me it represents or not represents. It shows like this tender. The tenderness of the Lord, of how God was like, I you know, I want to bury you. Like I want to, you know, like I'm gonna close your eyes and yeah. I'm gonna bury
0: you. I, I love that, but I also love the fact that we see his intimacy grow. Like there's this time when right. uh Moses like, I can't talk. And so then he says, Well, you know, okay your brother you think your brother speaks so well i'll let you know aaron speak to you but if you get into exodus you'll see that moses starts talking to the people and even though at the very beginning moses says i cannot talk but then you see this dialogue very much with the people and and moses but what i want to really talk about is our intimacy in getting to know who god is and i think when God says to to Moses he said I am who I am. In other words, I am who I am and I exist. I there's no one before me and there's no one, you know, ahead of me. I am who I am. I exist. I am self-existing. Where you exist because of me. I'm your parent. You you know of course, you know, I know that God, you know, created you in my womb, but I'm just saying your existence, you know, came through as a through me, through a parent, where what God is saying is that I I exist. I there I am who I am. I am there's no one better. There's no one greater. There's no one before me. There's no one after me. I'm the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. And I think that
1: It's like the trump card. It's like it trumps all things. Like yes. I am. Like, you don't need to, period. Like, (laughs) I don't need to, it's the ultimate mic drop.
0: Yeah, and you know, to me, I I think when I'm praying and I'm thinking about things that I need or things that I think that I need or things I'm longing for, I tend to think He is that. I feel like sometimes God says to me, what's your name, sugar pie? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm struggling. I need peace. I am. Mm-hmm. I am peace. You know, what do you need? I have needs. I am the bread of life. I satisfy everything. God, I need to know truth. I am truth. I am the light of the world. And, and so I think... Yeah, it's like anything that you need, I am. Yes, which is what yeah. I said last week. Right. Every need that we have in the Bible, there is a name of God that goes with it. And it says, I am. You tell them. I am sent you. And then out of all the generations, even today right now, my personal name is I am and is Jehovah, is Yahweh. And I think that, you know, as Moses began to, to grow in his relationship and began to see God be the great I am and that God was capable of everything, I think there was such a shift because would you not agree that maybe at the very beginning, here's Moses said, I cannot lead these people. And and he says that along the way too. Like, mm-hmm. remember God, this is your idea, not
1: mine. But you know, there's pleased. a difference for sure. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like he he always is honest with the Lord. Like, yeah. And I think that there's a difference where we can ask the Lord questions, but it's like, but there's this, knowing that you can, that you're still I am. Like you can be like, how are you going to pull this off? It's kind of like Mary, you know, like Mary Mm -hmm. asked that, like how, like, you know, when the angel came to her. How can this be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how can this be? And she wasn't doubting or questioning the Lord. She just was more, I think it was more like the, just like. In other words,
0: my parents have told me about birds and the bees. I know how babies born
1: (laughs) and that's not happened. So how's this going to happen? Yeah, like I think that is, so I do. It's it's this subtle difference, but it is it's a big difference in terms of the posture of your heart. Where mm-hmm. it seems like yes, like Moses does ask a little questions later on, and you know throughout his journey, but it just it definitely seems like a different posture of his heart. Where he's kind of there's this knowingness of who God is when mm-hmm. he's asking later, versus you know in this burning bush moment, he's he's still not even you know saying this is you know like. This is impossible. He's just like, okay. So who are you? Who am I supposed they're to? They're not right? going to listen to me. And And you know, yeah. and, and I
0: think that Moses past, his. He knew what he had done. He he was running out of the wilderness. And he was right. They weren't going to listen and, yeah. to him. No, that's why not. A, and yeah. And God's uh, like, yeah. Well, so. God even said you're not. Uh, they're not going to listen to you. So that's right. That's, you know, don't worry about that because I already know that's not going to happen. But right. it's just. But to me, I feel like. What I get out of it, and everybody, there's so much. That's why we always talk about Moses or
1: Exodus. I think you know we I know we could can like so spend so many times, ever. or so many episodes in yeah in that, but,
0: yeah, because we can we can identify with the Israelites, we can identify with Moses, we can identify with Pharaoh. You know, I just feel like that with this, it, it's like God is just saying to Moses, Moses, stop looking at yourself, because I know for me. I think, well, how, how am I going to do a podcast? Or, you know, who's going to listen to me? Or or I don't have anything to say to them. I'm struggling myself. There's this times, there's those moments when you feel like God's ask asked you to do something or go through something, and you're like, I, I just don't have the strength. I don't have the ability to do this. And I think that this is why it's so special to me is because, you know, when he said, I don't speak very elegant. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, can I ever relate to Moses on that? And, and, you know, what I love about God, he said, he didn't say, Moses, I think you speak great. I love the way, I love your sound. <gasps> yeah. Like, you're so Southern, you know, or you're so, you know, so you're, you know, you lived in the Pharaohs. You, so you got yeah. a little bit of a prince and, you know, but yet you're an Israelite. You know, he doesn't say that. He's like, Moses, stop looking at yourself. Who made your mouth? I, I got this. Mm-hmm. I've got this. And that's so
1: helpful to me. Well, yeah, he doesn't say it's like he is saying it's okay, but he's saying it in his God way, where it's like, Yeah, I made you that way. So that's not gonna be a hindrance because I'm I'm the one doing this. Like I made you with a stutter. So mm-hmm. that's not going to get in the way because I still, I've, one, I've equipped you in other ways to do this task. And right. two, you're not the one who's going to fulfill the task. That's right. You're just going to, you know, like, I'm going to do it through you because I am is who sent you. I and yeah. And I've, it's interesting. I was just thinking, you know, we touched on Job last week. This is a very similar moment mm-hmm. as Job. You know, and Job is like, and God had to be like, hey, who? where were you? You know, like, this is mm-hmm. kind of Moses's version of that of instead of God saying where were you, God's saying, I am. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. God's saying the same. He's it's the same character of the Lord where he's like, no, I am. Like I am the creator. I am before all things. I am I, I just exist. I and here is a huge, huge principle Kara.
0: You need to write this down. I'm ready. We will never fulfill God's purpose in our life if our focus is on our ability or our lack of ability, or we think we've got the ability. We will get angry with God if we don't see him as who he is. That would be Job. Like, Job, I've got this. Look to me. Look at the heavens and the earth. Nothing's too difficult for me. I've got this. And with Moses, he's like, Moses, stop looking at yourself. And I think what was in danger was that Moses would not have even attempted to do what God had asked him to do if he kept his focus on who he is. And I think that's why God has not if he had kept his
1: focus on who Moses on who, was, Moses, like on his, his ability. Uh, that's Get it. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why like you're right. I think God wants us to be honest with him. He wants us to, you know, not pretend that we're something that we're not But on the other hand, I think the biggest message, and especially when we're talking about our intimacy with with the Lord, this has helped me so much, is when I just have to just stop and say, I can't, but you can. I'm trying to be strong. You're wanting me to be weak so that you'll be strong in me. And I think as long as we keep looking at our circumstances, we will never have an intimacy with the Lord because we'll start blaming Him. That would be Job. If we... Look at our inabilities, Are what we're not. And, and the world is quick to tell us. Or even what we are.
1: I mean, sometimes yeah. we can put our trust in our abilities because we can do it. You
0: know, like. Our, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't need you, God. I, I got this. Go yeah. help somebody that needs you. But I think so often we get so caught up in what we think other people think about ourselves do I look good? Do, am I enough? Did I do something to mess this up? Am I going to be able to communicate in a way that you would want me to? Am I, you know, we look at friendships. We look at dating relationships. Like, am I enough for them? Are they going to get to know me and walk away? Are they going to reject me? All of these things that, so often that we do, and what I feel like God has begun to teach me, I'm not saying I've learned it, is that when I begin to get you know, that feeling and start to get down and I start to pay attention to where these thoughts are leading me, which is usually a little bit more, you know, depressing, I just got to change my focus. And I think that's what uh, God said to Moses. Moses, I am who I am. And when we take our eyes off of him and start looking to the Lord, I think that is a way that we begin to grow in our relationship. And our ability to trust Him.
1: And when we begin to know Him and trust Him, we begin to love Him. It reminds me of something that you said at the Breathe Retreat that has stuck with me. And I know we keep talking about the Breathe Retreat, but (laughs) you know what? If you're listening, then you can just, we do it every January. Um, You should come next year. Not trying to keep talking about it, but it was such a great weekend and powerful weekend. and, And powerful only because... I just feel like we create, we give, allow women to have space to be alone with, be the with Lord. God. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. But one of the things that you said was to not trust or put our hope in the outcome, but to mm-hmm. trust and put your hope in God. And mm-hmm. that was such a, like, I have had to keep that so close to me because I think that's a lot of times what trips us up with the Lord. And He's like, even he may even do exactly what you're asking him to do. He mm-hmm. may do he may the outcome may be exactly what you are hoping for mm-hmm. but I think that's where God's like, I didn't you know not putting your hope in the outcome it just helps keep your focus one on the Lord helps you I think it helps us see the Lord be intimate with the Lord mm-hmm. and then also I think it helps protect our heart from not getting disappointed in the Lord. I'm not saying you won't ever be disappointed in God at times. And I have been recently. And so I'm, I, you know, God can handle that. God can handle your disappointment Mm -hmm. even in himself. But I think like that was such a big shift and something I have had to keep at the forefront of my mind of my hope or my trust is not in the outcome, even if it's exactly what I'm hoping for or praying for or whatever,
0: Which is what Moses was concerned about. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to listen to me. He was concerned about the outcome and they're not going to listen to me. And he's like, I know they're not. That's not the point. The point is, I want you to trust me. And And I think
1: it's such a fine because I I think, especially too, if we feel like the Lord has told us something, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, I mean, for one, God told Moses that he was going to free his people, you know, Mm -hmm. like he told him that. But Moses still had to keep his eyes on the Lord and not on the outcome that God was going to free his people. Because I would be willing to bet, even though God told him, you know, Pharaoh's not going to listen, like Moses still didn't know, you know, all the plagues that were going to happen, all the, you know, like there was Mm -mm. so much that had to happen and go into place for the outcome to happen. You know, like Moses could have easily after plague one been like, I'm out, like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said that you were going to free the people. I don't understand, you know, like he could have... Just throwing, in, just throwing a staff down and left. Um, <laughs> and the people but, did. I mean, the people grumbled and said, why did you bring us out here just to die? Was it not enough? No, I'm talking about when they're still in Egypt. But yeah, yeah even well, even in the wilderness. But I'm saying like, you know, after the first plague, after mm-hmm. the... So anyway, it just it, it does remind me of that truth that you said and that I've had to keep close of like, okay, it's okay to hope for an outcome. It's okay to pray for an outcome. And you may even, God may have told you, how mm-hmm. an outcome is going to happen, but keep your eyes and keep your heart on the mm-hmm. Lord, and not yeah. on even what He's told you, because I think that is something that um, the enemy can use. You know, he can the enemy can take a good thing and twist it and get between you and the Lord. And mm-hmm. even anyway. that even you know, the
0: promises of God, like you don't keep your focus on the promises of God, you keep your focus on the one who gives you the promise, and that's God, and it's the Great I Am, and I think. That one of the things I just want to you know, talk about just in a little bit before we finish is how Moses grew because Moses then gets to this situation, and of course, he's had to deal with all these people. But Moses, you know, gets into the situation, and we've talked about this so many times when it's in uh, chapter thirty three when he said, "I don't want to go if, unless you go." He said, is this, are um, they, this is when they're in the wilderness. Yeah, yes, they're in the wilderness. And Moses said to the Lord, he said, um, I pray that I found favor in your sight. This is what Moses says. Uh, Let me know your ways that I may know you, which is an intimacy, and that I may find favor in your sight. Consider this. He's saying this to your people. He said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to, to God, if your presence does not go with us, I don't want to go. Do not lead us from here. What a growth in Moses! It's like, you know, at first it was all about Moses. Like how am was I going like, to do I this? Can't, yeah. yeah, I can't do this. Then, over the period of time, like you said, they were grumbling and they, you know, things weren't going well. Through all of that struggle, through those hard times, God began to really show Himself to Moses, and I feel his intimacy with the Lord grew so much. He said, unless you go, I'm not going. I think that's just huge. That's just praying for much more is what I'm thinking about. Like, you know, one minute he's like, I can't talk. You know, I can't do this. Give me somebody else. And then the next minute, um, through his life, all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even care
1: about that. All I care about is you. I think that's a great intimacy. Well, it's like— Okay. Look at the situation. Moses was in the Moses was in the desert for forty years. Mm-hmm. Moses went through the same thing the Israelites went through. Like mm-hmm. his his life was no different than the other Israelites, the other millions of Israelites that were in the desert. And it's like, okay, why you know why was Moses? Why did Moses have a different perspective than the Israelites? Or even Caleb and Jacob? You know, they were the only two spies that were like, hey, like yeah, they're huge, but like our, mm. we can take them because we have, you know, we have the great I am, and I like that's the only thing that's different is Moses and Jacob and the Caleb's. Like they kept their, they remembered I am. Like they kept their focus on who he is, and they remembered who he is. Like, okay, I know, I know God, yeah, and, and that was and Joshua. Did I say Jacob, yes, <laughs> I know, I, but oh. I,
0: I, I'm so sorry, but it's <laughs> but Jay, right, and I. Know. I it's jo- Joshua. Joshua and
1: Caleb, yeah. We talked about Jacob it. lost. Yeah, I know. I know. Fast. I know. Anyway, um, see, God can use anyone. But yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But it's, and I I love the Exodus 33 ver- chapters, mm-hmm. one of my favorite chapters in Exodus. I love that whole, but it says at one point in that chapter of how Moses and God, like he knew him like a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and that's what I'm that. saying, that intimacy. is like when you begin, you know, this whole thing about,
0: you know, how do you have this intimacy with the Lord. And I'm just thinking, when you keep your focus on him and you begin to see him for who he is, and you can't, I mean, to the however limited we are, you know, capable of seeing who God is, but when you just think about he is, he, he he's suffix, he's all powerful. He's the great I am. And I think that Moses, you know, had to struggle, you know, when they were going into the promised land He said at the very beginning, I'm not going to lead them in the quickest and easiest way because they're going to get discouraged. And and I think that through all of these challenges, we want so bad not to go through these hard times. I know. I don't like pain either. But it was through all that that Moses, and like you said, Joshua and Caleb, they began to trust God because they saw God work. Time after time, mm-hmm. and the reason the other people saw it too,
1: right? That's but, what I'm saying. Is like their experience was the same, but yeah. it, it also wasn't because of their perspective. But their what they went through was the exact same.
0: You but know, here's Moses- the, here's here's the issue, Kara. I I just saw that this time reading in Exodus. Remember when it started thundering and the you know God was giving the commandments and yeah, the people the got so afraid. He said, "You talk to." God. Right. And Moses, you tell us what God is. The reason that Moses' relationship was so strong was because he talked to God. And the people wanted Moses to talk to them. They were following Moses, and they would grumble. And Moses was following God. And I think there, again, there's that shift of, I don't want to spend time with God. You spend time with God, and then you tell me what God tells you, versus the person that says, I've got to go, and I've got to go and talk to God, because right. my focus and stuff is on there. And, and I just thought that it was huge as I started just looking at how intimate uh, Moses was
1: with the Lord. Right, well, and it's like, obviously the Lord appointed Moses, and the people were to follow Moses, but not in replace of their relationship with I am, you know, like that's the. It's like, okay, yeah, like I actually, I'm, you're following Moses because he's a leader, but it's yeah, it's, God's later, right? It's like, you know, and not to like get on the Israelites, but you know, they, I know that it was a little different where they didn't have the Holy Spirit back then and they couldn't talk to the Lord. In that way, for the parrot, they had a fire and at night, no wait, let me finish of- my thought, ok. but they couldn't talk to the Lord in terms of like how, you know, Mo- Moses was the prophet at the time, and that's who the Lord, you mm. know, like would converse with in the Old Testament days. But it's like they didn't remember that's what I'm saying is like they the relationship, I guess, is was different with Israelites within God because, you know, Moses was the prophet. But they didn't remember. Like they may not have been able to talk to them, but they yes, they had they they weren't focused in remembering the great I am, right? Okay, so I'm just going to say this. We're we gonna have to they say this had out? the Red
0: Sea. No, they had the Red Sea, and they saw the Red Sea open up, and they walked through, and not one person got a rain right. drop and of had, water on them. Right. Then they had the pillar uh, by day. And the uh, fire by night, so they would see that, and they that was God's presence. So even though Moses went and talked with God, the people had God's presence there.
1: Yeah. So I know I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they couldn't talk with God, but they still had the presence. That's what I'm saying. Like there was there was a difference in their relationship, but it doesn't. I'm not saying I'm not giving them an out. I'm saying it just looked different. Where they're like, oh. Like, you know, they relied on Moses to have this relationship with the Lord. It's like, well, they probably—yes, they were to rely on Moses to speak with the Lord, but they didn't remember the great I am. I think the important thing is this, is that we
0: can focus on the miracle and the power of God, or we can focus on who God is, and that's the great I am. I think— that one of the differences with the Israelites versus Moses is that they were always looking for a miracle. And and the reason that we know this is because it says it in the scripture where it says, you know, they knew my power, but they did not know my ways. I think Moses knew God's ways, and he saw God work at all times. But he knew God personally and intimately. And I think that that's the key, and the only way that I feel that, for me personally, my intimacy with the Lord grows over the years when I keep my focus on who God is, and that reminds me of who I am, who I am and not the great I am. But when I really keep my focus on who God is, I am very much
1: aware of my need for God. And I think too, what girl—it's like the two-fold. And I know we Mm -hmm. touched on touched on this last week, but it's also not just focusing on who God is, but it's talking with Him. You know, it's letting Him in. It's that's what Moses did, and you know, like that, like in Exodus thirty-three, it says the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Mm -hmm. Like there is a conversation, there is a back and forth, and I think that's also you know. It's like it's both. And, you know, I think it's it's letting the Lord in, it's talking with him, it's giving him your heart, telling him mm-hmm. what's on your mind, what's on your heart, and then remembering who he is. You know, like, yeah. okay, here's all here it all is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to remember that you are the great I am. You know, in Hebrews, the writer Hebrew
0: says this, that he who comes to God must believe that he exists. And you think Who comes to God that doesn't know that He exists, but that He is a God that is a giver. He is a God that answers our prayers. He is a God that wants
1: us to come to Him and know who He is. Well, it's yeah, it's like, of course you're not going to pray to a God that doesn't exist, but it's like you have to believe that He exists as who He is, like you're saying. It's like He is um, your Father. He is God. He is I am. He is provider. He, You know, all of the things.
0: And I think that, too— to me, it's like when I think about, and we've talked about prayer, being able to go and communicate and talk to God as He was a friend or as He's our Savior, that He loves us, He's for us, I think that that was what Jesus was all about. That He came so that He could pave the way so that we could enter into the presence of a holy God and talk to Him. But to me, the intimacy in talking to God is when I focus more about who He is. And, you know, I certainly want to, you know, share my heart and be honest, but I just can never get over the fact, or I should never get over the fact, that I'm able to talk to the great I am.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, Dot Bowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.